Gina. Well, Sarah, it's 2021 and we had a little technical snafu. So I think we need to start this conversation from scratch. And it's just wonderful to be in the new year. (laughs) (laughs) It is indeed, Gina. Happy New Year. And to you, and to you. I don't know if you've been having this experience, but when I ride my bicycle or I'm walking in the park, everybody is just so enthusiastic with their Happy New Year's and their eye contact. And I have decided that people are more excited about 2021 than they've ever been about a year starting. (laughs) I agree. I think that that is accurate. And it's funny because there's generally this sense of optimism and hope. And at the same time, open acknowledgement that we have no idea what the future holds (laughs) this year. (laughs) But we are hopeful. But you know, the thing is, we never know. It's just that we've gotten so accustomed. We're all so lucky. Most of us to be in situations where we we kind of just assume things will continue the way they always have and Mm -hmm. they'll probably get better, you know, which is not a bad, optimism is a great thing. And I I intend to be, to continue being that way. But I think the thing we learned at the beginning, what we learned in 2020 is that, you know, we have to be uh, a little bit more realistic about the fact that we can't control everything that, and Mm -hmm. that there's things that we don't know and we need to be humble and, and just, um, keep the optimism and use it to help us to get through anything difficult, but anticipate that, you know, so every now and then there'll be a little glitch or a little stumble along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it is Tuesday, January 5th. Uh, what topic shall we cover today? <laughs> well, Sarah, I knew you were going to ask me that. And that is like the most difficult question because in January, <laughs> on January 5th of 2021, just for the record, there are so many things that we could talk about, and I'll just mention some of those as we make or, you know, as we go and narrow this, the conversation down to one of them. But the truth is that right now, today, as we stand here, um, the presidential election in the United States has been resolved. The electoral, co- electoral college election has taken place. The election has been certified, but we still have um, some... Uh, members of our our U.S. Congress and some citizens who don't don't believe in the outcome of the election, and so um, that's a very interesting thing that's happening. But the other thing that's happening today is that there are two uh, Senate runoff elections taking place in the state of Georgia, and if the Democrats win those two seats in the state of Georgia, they will control the United States Senate. So this is one of those huge elections that's taking place today. And of course, it's possible that Republicans could retain both of those seats because they held them, hold them currently. And it's also possible that they could be split. You know, Democrats could win one and Republicans could win another. But that's going on. So there's a lot going on in this country. Um, and of mm-hmm. course, there's the, the vaccine rollout, the COVID vaccine rollout that's taking place, which um, we're all happy to know that the vaccines are available. We're all a little disappointed that the distribution of them doesn't appear to have been very planful. Mm-hmm. But even though those are things that we could talk about, I am really inclined to want to start this year by talking about hopes and dreams and, and um, all the good things that I uh, would like to see happen in 2021. Are you up for that? I'm up for it. That sounds like a great way to spend the next 20 minutes. 
Yeah, because, you know, I think I want to, the reason I feel this way is I think there's been so many, even though I mentioned those two things at the beginning to get it out of the way, because we had to mention them for the record, but neither of those two things is inspiring at the moment. Neither of those two things are are things that are making me happy. And I'm doggone it. I'd want to keep focused on the (laughs) things that I think are going to bring me some, (laughs) some joy and some inspiration. So I'll just jump in and say that, um, as we're talking, one of the things that I'm really excited about is that uh, in 2020, I made the decision that 2021 was going to be a year, at least from a career perspective, where I was going to have a little more control of my career. And I was going to be really much more focused than ever on what I think is my purpose on the planet, having to do with um, making some contribution to the com- to the national conversation about diversity and equity and inclusion um, within corporations and and thinking about how I can take all of my experiences and training and so on and help leaders be more effective in dealing with these issues. So that is the big thing that I'm looking forward to this year. And I think it's going, doing that is going to make me not just feel um, more fulfilled, but it's probably going to make me happier (laughs) because (laughs) instead of spending energy uh, worrying about things that over which I don't have enough influence or control. This is one of the things where I, I feel like I'm going to be making a contribution in an area where um, the help is needed and, and people want to hear, you know, those ideas. So that's, that's how I'm starting this year. I'm really excited about it. Um, and on a personal front, uh, I'm really excited about the possibility that I might have some flexible time to do some gardening, which I haven't done in a long time. Uh, <laughs> So I hope that in 2021, I can spend a little bit more uh, time outdoors. And um, as well, uh, our, grand, our three granddaughters who live about an hour away, you know, once, we, once the vaccines have been distributed, I'm really looking forward to spending some playtime with them, something that I have never had the chance to do. Um, and they have just moved to a farm. And I have this fantasy that I'll probably go visit them at the farm and, you know, chase them around as they try to make noises <laughs> like the cows and I don't know what we'll do but yeah anyhow so I have those three sort of pockets of of fantasy that um I want to play out in 2021 lovely I enjoy hearing you talk about those things and I am particularly excited uh for the the things that you will bring to the table on that uh, personal professional front I uh, look forward to um receiving and engaging in those and I think that they'll be delightful (laughs) oh thank you yes um for me uh some similar aspirations but not quite as defined as yours I have always uh struggled I come to realize in 2020 as I look back on different journal entries that I have uh a perpetual obsession (laughs) with meaning and doing something meaningful and Mm -hmm. um and so i would like within 2021 to kind of hone that focus to figure out what exactly that means for me i have a lot of different arrows and some of them point in different directions some of them point in the same direction and so i would love to achieve uh clarity of vision on where those are going and i think i'm at a point in my career where it's appropriate for me to make some firm decisions about and, and just plant my feet in those directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I'm excited about that. Absolutely. I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to have the options 
And Mm -hmm. it's also a little bit frustrating to have too many options, but it's important to have the options. And the fact that we have options is, is the big advantage that we have, you Mm -hmm. know, it, 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 it takes time to figure out which path we'll take, but we're so lucky in the end. I I think about, you know, people even in our country Mm -hmm. that, that right now we're, because, you know, we are still in the middle of a pandemic, people lost jobs. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, they're just not, um, they don't know what tomorrow will bring. And so we still are amongst the luckiest of the lucky, you know? I could not agree more. Yeah. Um, I also hope for some great uh, creative uh, output, either from myself, but also uh, from others. I think that 2020 may have been a bit of an incubation uh, period. I think that some of our great artists will have spent much time sitting at home, pondering, chewing on things that felt irrelevant for a moment and uh, perhaps will now yield something wonderful. So I can't wait to see what comes out of the, the realm of art. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, amazing how it's pretty obvious if you look at um, creativity in in terms of of the arts over, you know, centuries, that it seems as if really good things come out of the really difficult times from a creative and and artistic point of view, you know, so Mm -hmm. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of new ideas and things that we never even imagined, even if just, I know, <laughs> I know if I think of, I like visual art and, um, and I've been seeing a lot more visual art in public spaces this, in 2020 mm-hmm. as, as, as cities and, and their counties and so on, I think have tried to provide some tangible uh, good news, yes. you know, some, some inspiring tangible thing that people could rally around and, and, um, it's been great to see those investments being made apart from the fact that artists also have to live and, 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 you know, um, and they need all all of our support so that they can survive. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. So, so we're both looking forward. It sounds like uh, that we are both looking forward to 2021 with some degree of, you know, great degree of optimism. And, And that's noteworthy because given everything that we've all gone through in 2020, it could be easy to, to, to not be in that mold, you know, and, and to be sort of even more concerned or are worried or, mm-hmm. or are fearful. And so I think, you know, I, I, I feel very much, I'm very much in the optimism camp on, on the year. And um, one of the things that, that I'm particularly excited about is Again, though it might not appear that way, I think on face value, because the last year was so difficult, I do have this ever-present hope that all of the negative things have brought us closer together, or as a as a country, as a as a world, or at least more aware. Our awareness of our vulnerability might help us to think about things from a more collective perspective when we try to solve problems and and one that comes to mind which is huge and certainly not one that i i could um for which i have a lot of solutions but when i think about something like you know environmental impacts and global and uh, global uh, climate change and all of those kinds of things i hope that 
that it's a little bit easier to talk about those big things in a way that reminds everyone that ultimately it comes down to like the individual. Each of us can, you know, can make a, can make a difference once we know, once we are informed and receptive to the idea, because we think that, I think that's what the pandemic has taught me anyways. Like, you know what? We're all in this together. So even if you're a billionaire, you're as vulnerable as I, uh, who's definitely not a a billionaire, um, and as I take care of my health, it helps you. And as you take care of your health, it helps me. I kind of hope that idea translates into other, you know, spheres of our lives. Yes. Yes, indeed. I, uh, I can agree with that. I also have been chewing on the, the new realizations that many uh, Americans have had over the last year around racial injustice and awareness Mm -hmm. of inequities and just even different experiences that are had by people of different race or people of different um, disability status or people of different genders. I just think that race was certainly um, the starting place with the murder of George Floyd back in May Um, But from there, I think awareness of many, many different people groups has spread. And while I I do think that there's opportunity for backlash from those who um, maybe do firmly hold uh, onto deep-seated racism, um, I think that as a whole, I am hopeful, optimistic that as a whole, more Americans are aware now than ever before. And I should, I should clarify more white Americans are aware than ever before of the everyday experiences of black people in this country. And I I do hold hope that that will result in more people um, contributing to the mission of creating equity and creating justice and creating equal experiences uh, across different people groups. Yeah, I, I, I share your optimism about that. I mean, I, I certainly don't expect, I'm not naive about it, and I don't expect that the, the, the pendulum has swung, has swung wildly to the point where, you know, it's all sort of kumbaya or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I, 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 I sense that the volume is higher among people who maybe in the past have not been vocal or willing to acknowledge some of these issues. I do feel as if uh, the conversation is a little more um, transparent uh, and people are a little more, more people are receptive to to having a conversation about race and gender and, and, and various kinds of inequities that, that, clearly exist and that have been made even clearer as a result of the pandemic so um and that's a good thing there will be pushback there there will always be there will always be um resistance for people who are probably just afraid of giving up something losing mm-hmm. something because it's always the it seems to be framed as like a zero-sum game if i if i get fair treatment and equitable treatment then somebody else loses i don't think that's true but i think that's how it tends to get framed right. and that's why you know then there's always some resistance mm-hmm. yes so we're you know, we've been talking about hopes and dreams and, and all of these things are, are very, very, are good. You know, like this is a wonderful way that we're going to start the year. But I, I do want, I, I think I, I want to take a minute um, to call out um, 
Kamala Harris in this conversation because she is going to be the first woman of color elected uh, to the vice president to the highest, the second highest elected position in the country, vice president of the United States. And she has been elected. She will be inaugurated on January 20th of, of this um, in a few weeks, January 20th, today's the fifth. And um, her election is historic. I mean, she, she is a, a, a woman of, of, of uh, African, she would be of black descent. She's of South Asian descent. She's of Indian from India <laughs> descent. Um, and there's so many things about her that make her um, a historic figure. Um, and, and so I'm really um, pleased about that. I mean, I don't, I'm not the kind of person who thinks that there has to be uh, a person of color in every election or in every position or anything like that. That would be silly. But I do think that there, it's, that there should always be the opportunity for that, an equal opportunity for that. So having Kamala Harris in this role, I think, is going to accomplish um, a couple of things for me. It's going to accomplish the fact that there she is, a woman of, of color in this role, very capable. But I think I'm really excited about the idea that it will normalize this notion that a person of color could be in these roles. Because even though we've had a black president, a black male president, that's important. The fact that she's, that this is a female that we're talking about, it's still, even though it's hard to actually believe, it is such a, it is such an absolutely new thing. It has never ever happened before in the history of mankind to have a, a, a black woman um, in this role. So it's to, well, to have a woman, um, and a black woman. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, something that I think young girls of all races and, and, and all like walks of life will, I think it will bring some um, light into their lives. Mm. Yes. I um, am thinking back to the, <laughs> the, the day when uh, it was announced that, that they had been elected and they were on social media. There were, images of people showing their daughters standing in front of the television watching her give this her speech and um, just beaming and my husband even as a as a black man as a daughter as a as a father of a biracial daughter um, felt very emotional about the moment um, I felt emotional mm -hmm. about the moment. And I think that every American should feel emotional about the moment. And, and um, just if they would pause long enough to consider what it means for all of us. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a really beautiful mm -hmm. moment. And you're right, it does inspire quite a lot of hope. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's one of the things that, that I am really excited about in January of this year. And, and it's just it's going to have a ripple effect, a positive, I hope, I, I anticipate. I can't think of what the negative would be uh, for ever. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, I'm also hopeful that I think in 2020, I had some conversations with family members whom, who I disagreed with and who disagreed with me. And they were, um, they were good conversations. They weren't spiteful and they weren't uh, accusatory. They were clarifying and illuminating. And while those conversations were good, I didn't necessarily always feel like I got to the root of understanding where our differences came from. And so I'm hopeful that in 2021, those conversations can continue. And we as people, as 
friends or family members or neighbors, despite our differences, will um, continue those conversations and um, that that will be a bridge to just better understanding of one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> there actually is every reason to think that this year will be a year um, in, in which, because we will all be looking for the positive, we all need it, we'll all be looking for it. There's every reason to think that um, there, just that energy alone can offer some benefit, you know, to our society. I'm going to call it the optimism benefit. Yes. I mean, I'm not naive I'm, and I, people have all kinds of problems yes. and, and there's still many to be, to be dealt with. But I, I really think that things like that will make a positive difference. Um, I happen to live in the state of Florida and in the state of Florida, um, you know, we've got a lot of our, of, of unique challenges uh, in our state. Um, one of the things that we've had to deal with because of the pandemic, of course, has been um, hotels and, and um, our hospitality industry being, you know, very negatively impacted uh, because people aren't traveling as much. And this is one of the most common popular destinations in the United States for domestic travel is the state of Florida. Um, we will have some unique challenges, but what I am sort of, when I, when I talk to my neighbors and so on, people are talking about when they have the chance to travel again, you know, they're going to try to find ways to really um, go to the local restaurants, go to the local hotels and, and just do those things where they will be spending some money really just to contribute to the health of these small businesses. Um, and, and it's kind of, it, it has a little bit of a sound of like, it's kind of reminiscent of things that I have heard happened after World War II when people realize, you know, we've got to come together and make and make this whatever it is a success. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will be one of the things that that we'll all get to experience. Um, that was just the Florida example. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I <laughs> loved seeing that general sentiment expressed around the times of the holidays too. Um, people mm-hmm. uh, just shouting from the rooftops, you know, I bought this at this local mm-hmm. place and I'm mm-hmm. choosing to support local for my gift purchases and yeah. things like that. And so that was, that was very lovely. Yeah. So, you know, as we wrap up this conversation, uh, you know, what we've really focused on is the fact that we're expecting so many good things and um, I know in future conversations, we'll get to talk about more particulars and more specific things. But, but the other thing is that, you know, by the time we have our next conversation, the, the new president and vice president and the new uh, cabinet probably will have been um, installed. The national cabinet will have been installed. And, and you know, it, a period of change, hopefully, is something that energizes everybody. You know, it, it certainly creates a, a new dynamic. So, I, you know, we'll have a lot to talk about yes. that will be focused on domestic policy as opposed to as opposed to the, the election or something that is, by definition, sort of more competitive and divisive. Maybe we could spend a few times, a little bit of time talking about, um, you know, sort of the, 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 the potential the policies and, and the way that those policies will will impact all of us hopefully in good ways. Mm-hmm. That sounds wonderful. And I know we've uh, just briefly alluded to um, the Biden-Harris cabinet selections. And um, 
the, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is accurate, but I would assume that it is the most diverse cabinet selection uh, in United States history. It seems like it's moving in that direction. Um, I think just by virtue of assembling a group of people who are different, very different from one another, come from different backgrounds, come from different ethnic backgrounds, come from different experiences of life, uh, that we will see different perspectives brought into those policies. Um, and I'm very excited to see what's, what is yielded from those teams. Mm-hmm. I am too. I am too. But I, and I'm also excited that um, at this point, you know, as I looked at the nominees, even though I have not looked at them in great depth, the one thing that seems to be that they seem to have in common is that I don't, I, I believe that they're qualified. Mm-hmm. So I'm not spending any energy whatsoever worried about, oh my gosh, what are these people <laughs> going to do when they get into the role? So that in and of itself is something mm-hmm. to look forward to. That's a, a new experience mm-hmm. uh, that we haven't had for a, for a little while. Yes. For a few years. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it seems so weird to say this stuff, you know, uh-huh. and we and we giggle at the end of it only because we're so incredulous. It's, we're like, really? But, it, you know. But yeah, but still, the bottom line is I'm I'm in a good I'm in a place of great optimism, and you know every there be much to look forward to this mm-hmm. year. I think the last uh, the last thing that I will contribute here is I'm also one uh, for the last four years I've been pretty baffled over what's been happening in our in our news cycles with our with with reporting with. Um, uh, advertisements and and false stories being put out, whether it's on social media or or wherever, um, and I've been confused about how some of those things have taken hold in just in the United States specifically, but I think it's been happening at large in the world. Um, and I'm hopeful that there's enough focus on it now that we will have some compelling, uh, interesting, or meaningful output, uh, meaningful understanding of what has happened and how we might put barriers in place to prevent it happening um, mm-hmm. today and tomorrow and into the great beyond. Um, so yeah, that is the last thing that I feel less certain about, but uh, I do hope um, will come about. Absolutely. Absolutely. I share your, you know, I share that point of view completely. Yes, we've got to, we, the, the, the thing that that statement that your comment reminds me of is then that there's every reason to think that things will get better, that, that, and this is another aspect of it. There isn't, there is nothing in me right at this moment that makes me think that things will get Mm -hmm. worse with regard to the way that news is curated and disseminated and interpreted. Um, There's nothing that, I'm fearful about that. I mean, I might be you know, naive mm-hmm. because I have this sense that um, that we now know what the very bottom of that looks like. And we can't go to that bottom place again. It's not a place that anybody would want to live. So uh, with regard to that, I'm, I'm also very optimistic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Gina, this has been a wonderful conversation and it's good to connect with you again here in the new year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I look forward to our next conversation, Sarah. All the best to you and your loved ones in 2021. Thank you. Likewise. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye.